You've opened up your device, hit the play button, and found your way to the Vanika Lewis Show, the place where righteous meets ratchet and we keep it real. It's where we learn to do life better each and every day. So while I have your ears for this period of time, we're going to dig into today's episode. Hey, faith friends, how you doing? How you living? I hope that life is treating you right. I am super excited to have you here today because I'm joined by another faith friend who is just off the chain and I know that you all are going to love. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then she's going to introduce herself. Y'all, I get to bring to the podcast today, Jennifer Trotter. And if you cool with her, I'm sure you could probably call her Jen, Jenny from the block. We gonna find out <laughs> what she goes by. But um, she is a young adult, single female who is just like graced with wisdom. She's super fly. She got it popping. And I'm just excited about having her here today as we talk about just some issues that single people deal with. So um, we're going to jump in. Jen, can I call you Jen? Yes, you absolutely can call me Jen. Oh, I love people call yes. me Jen. So Jen, go ahead and um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What you want the people to know about you? Well, so number one, um, I love Jesus. Um, I am single and I am the founder of Single Saving Social. It's a safe place where we curate conversations and events for godly single people. Um, I love conversations such as this that we're about to have and just um, really putting forth the message that single isn't bad. Um, I'm also the director or one of the directors for the Singles Track for the Young Leaders Conference and as well as um, a speaker and just really your sister, your niece, your homegirl that you just like to kick it with and talk about all things sisterhood, salvation, and singleness. So I'm so excited to be with you today. Yes, I love it. And so I have a lot of input in regards to being single just because I was in that space for so long, but Mm -hmm. I'm married now and I know Mm -hmm. how it is. Sometimes you can lose touch And a lot of times when you're talking to people who are single, they'll listen to you, but it just means so much more when they can hear from somebody who's going through it. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to talk about it, but I'm like, yo, I need another sister who can come in here who's single (laughs) and really drop some gems on them. They ain't about Mm -hmm. to be playing me on my own podcast because I'm married. So we're going to tag team this thing. I know that's right. But I want to tell them too. So uh, I remember uh, meeting you actually at Mm -hmm. Young Leaders Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, we went for the first time this year and I saw you in actually in the bathroom. I was like, oh, she's here. Oh, thank you. And That's you how I felt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. And then you told <laughs> me that you were on um, one of the councils, I believe. So I looked you up and I, I sent you a friend request. And I just love everything that you bring to the table. Thank you so much. Yes. So let's dig in. Let's, let's mm-hmm. get to the, uh, to the TT. So you are mm-hmm. single. And are you single and dating or are you single and satisfied right now? So, um, (laughs) so I'm a little bit of both, right? So I do have a somewhat of a, like a friend. He's really just a friend friend right now, but I really am in a good space 
as far as singleness. I'm not in anything exclusive. I'm not courting. Um, I haven't introduced anybody to my family in this current space that I am in. So it's, it's a little, I'm single and open. How about that? Like, I love the space that I, I'm in right now, um, just where God has me, um, and really enjoying life and the abundance of a godly um, lifestyle. But yeah, I'm single and open. Okay, so I got some some people that listen to this podcast that's a little ratchet and righteous. So we're gonna clear some things up, okay? Cause you right. like I got a friend friend. So we gonna be clear, y'all. Just cause she said friend friend, she's doing it the right way. Her friend oh, yeah. friend don't mean that he's sliding in in, if you know what uh-uh. I mean. No, 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 ma'am, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. No, single and sexless. Okay. Okay. Come on, (laughs) come on. Cause that's, Mm -mm. you know, that's one of the greatest struggles when you're single, especially I used to tell people when I went through my, um, my period of, of abstaining from sex, when I was really just growing in my spiritual walk, like this Mm -hmm. thing is hard. I I got, Mm -hmm. I had two kids. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I've been there, done that. You know, I was a lightweight Tatiana for a minute of my life. And mm-hmm. I, so I had been exposed to that. So kind of reeling it back in is, is tough. And I know that a lot of women struggle with that and they actually think it's not possible. So I want to throw mm-hmm. that out there, y'all. She popping and she's saving herself the right way. And it's been, it's been a while, like, and, I, and not to put any, um, give me any type of trophy, but it is possible. It's hard, mm-hmm. but it's possible. And I think that it's, really about just being accountable and being honest, right? Like, like you said, it's hard. Like I'm not going to front. There are some nights that I'll be feeling some type of way. I'm a grown woman, right? Come on. I'm real grown. You know what I'm saying? I have experienced a man before. So refraining from that and all of, you know, all that has to offer is it's, it's rough, but it's possible. Oh, she said, I'm grown, grown in these streets. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So what is, um, like one of the greatest struggles that, that you found with being single and trying to make sure that you are maintaining yourself, um, from a godly perspective in abstaining from sex? Like what is one of the hardest struggles that you face right now? Um, boundaries mm-hmm. making sure that so it's easy because we live in a culture where you know people want to justify doing things that don't necessarily please God so right. we say things like you know oh that's cool for you but for me I can do x y and z when the reality is everybody's standard should be holiness right Come on. and I think with that, just being honest about my boundaries and what is acceptable and what's absolutely not acceptable. So the reality is because um, sexual arousal and, you know, feeling some type of way isn't a sin, right? But being wise enough to know that I probably can't kick it with you at your house at 1130, not because of you, but because of me, because I feel some type of way, right? I think we have this this false reality that men are the only um, people that want sex or that, you know, are filled with that battle with lust and things like that. But sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's us trying to figure out talking you out of your boxers and trying to get what we want, you know, because we feel in some type of way. So really being honest about 
those boundaries about no touching about you know Mm -hmm. I'm a big kisser I'm a big cuddler so those things knowing that no for real for real like I just can't go there with you and not be not in being legalistic but knowing that I got too much to lose right. for the sake of, you know, my, my credibility in the kingdom, who I am as a woman and what I want God, how I want God to be pleased with my life. So it's just kind of like, we're, it, we're, I'm at a point where the reality is we're grown. You can do what you want to do. You grown enough to have sex. You grown enough to sleep over. You grown enough to do vacations and all of these types of things. But is this permissible for me and my Christian walk? And being honest enough and saying, you know what? You fine, fine. Like you fine, like you mm. fine, fine. But I, I can't, I can't. These are my boundaries. And I have to be firm in those boundaries for the sake of who I say that I am and who I am in the kingdom. Come on, that is so good. I know um, my husband and I kind of share our story often. I had been single for about five years by choice Mm -hmm. once I rededicated my life. And I knew that there were some things in me that kept causing uh, me to pick the men that I had been with. And so Mm -hmm. I knew that the Lord needed to uproot some things in me and prepare me for the right person. So it was about five years of me not even really dating. And so um, when I started dating, my husband wasn't the first person, but when we finally kind of hit it off and we started going out, I was like, dude, you can't come pick me up from where I'm at. You can't come Mm. to my house. And Mm -hmm. we always tell people, um, I would make him meet me in the Applebee's parking lot and they crack up. But I'm like, I didn't even want to put myself in a position Mm -hmm. to fail, like you're going to have so many other temptations. Why would you not do what you can to eliminate them as much as possible? Exactly. And that's real. And people think that, oh, no, no, that's elementary. Oh, I'm grown. You know, oh, it ain't that serious. No, when mm-hmm. your flesh is on 10, come on, you can't come over here and watch a movie. Like you just not, no, get away. Please don't touch me. Like, no, right. because I'm about to pop and I, I got to keep it. I got to keep it all the way a hundred with myself and with you. Like I, I can't do that. And because we can't do that. And because we both want to please God. And that's one of the things yeah. that I stress all the time. You have to date somebody that has the same convictions yes. as you, because when you say things like this, then it's not foreign. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, right. I get it. Right. I get it. And it's, and it is, it's, it's absolutely about being real. And I mean, God is forgiving. Absolutely. A lot of people lean to that and was like, you know, he knows me. He knows my heart. He'll forgive me. He absolutely will. But at one point, what are you, when are you tired of continuing to go back and asking for forgiveness for the same thing over and over again? And that was me. It got to a point where it was like, no, I know he will forgive me, but I need my integrity to carry me through this next phase of life. You know, mm-hmm. and so that was really important. So I also heard you say, uh, with your friend, friend, mm-hmm. I got to do the little bounce when I say that. I wish you could. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, with my friend, friend, but you know, we ain't courting and I haven't taken him on to meet my family or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, share a little bit about what you mean when you say courting. I know it, but we going to act like people listening may or may not know this. Um, Mm -hmm. explain what courting is and how you kind of establish when you are ready to move into that phase. Okay. So courting is a very intentional process. 
it's the point where you know we have collected i believe that dating is collecting data and we have decided that we want to move into an exclusive um realm of a relationship and we really start to dig deep um heading towards marriage so of course we're still not having sex but my parents know who you are i'm bringing you around my family my friends my church you are very much aware of my purpose and you know what i do in the kingdom um all of those things that are walking towards marriage so it's a very intentional um process um for me it's very exclusive we are not seeing anyone else we are not just casually dating it's basically us having we have an understanding that the end goal is for us to be married Right. So in doing that, we kind of, it's, it's a slow walk into coming together because it's right before, you know, the engagement pro process. We haven't publicly proclaimed that we have a date and all of that stuff, but it's literally like, no, this is serious. He not, he not like everybody else. Like, no, for real, dad, I, this is the one, like for real. Um, We're spending holidays together. A lot of the things just being on the same page, heading towards the goal of marriage. Right. So um, I'm about to drop a gem on him real quick. So mm -hmm. I released the episode this season entitled um, Everyone Can't Have Access. So ladies mm -hmm. listening to this, she just laced y'all up in regards to being mindful of the access that you give people through the dating process. One of the biggest mistakes I hear all the time is uh, women rushing to bring men into certain areas of their life where it's privileged. You're coming, like I said, to holiday parties, you're coming to um, family gatherings and you haven't even seen whether or not they've shown themselves worthy of having that access yet. You let them in too soon and then you get to know them and realize that they are not the person that you're ready to commit to, but you're hesitant to sever the ties because you've granted them access into these privileged spaces and you did it too soon. Right. So that's real. I call it yourself. Yeah. Take the time, like bet that person, spend some one-on-one -on -one time with them, ask them, you know, as many questions as possible, collect as much data as possible to make sure that they're even worthy of being brought into those places in your life because you're allowing them into vulnerable spaces. And the more vulnerability you show, the more you connect with them, the harder it is to sever the tie. So you don't even want to, to establish a tie like that that's hard to cut with somebody that you haven't even taken the time to get to know. Yep. That's so real. I call it my sacred space. Yes. You need, um, I have to be, I guard the people that I love in my life. My sacred space is my church. My sacred space is my family. Everybody is not eligible to meet those people in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, when they come around, you know, cause they get to asking questions, they get yes. familiar with you. I don't want to have to keep reintroducing people to somebody that is not qualified. That doesn't Listen. even make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. So and people show be looking. They gonna act like they not, but they looking. They watching. They gonna be like, ain't that like the eighth dude she done brought in the last seven months? They absolutely. They be straight messy. So mm -hmm. uh, here's another thing that I've really been uh, curious about 
is in regards to abstaining from physical relations with another person. Um, I did mention this one thing to you prior to us recording, and I know that it's something that a lot of people struggle with, but they don't ever really talk about it. And that is masturbation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, how is it? And, and you can be, you know, as vulnerable as you want to be, but how is it, you know, you're being single, you do have those desires and in society, they actually promote that. Like, I mean, you could go to any Walgreens, CVS, you walking up and down the aisles to maybe try to get a tampon and you're seeing a vibrator, you know, and mm-hmm. it is really promoting self-pleasure and as a means of temporary satisfaction, but that is really dangerous too. So what is it like even dealing with those temptations? I think, like I said um, a little bit earlier, is that we have to relinquish full control to God, like trusting God with your sex life. So like in the beginning, when I said that I'm sex- sexless, that includes sex with myself. Because like you said, um, it is a temporary fix. And it's also very addicting. It's yes. also not lone standing, meaning you can't masturbate without unpure thoughts you people need things they need things to get them aroused so that you open the door for pornography you open the door for all of Mm -hmm. these other things that goes against what god has called us to do so in that that means that you're not having sex being single the godly way means you're not having sex and that includes having sex with yourself it is so like how 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 honest can i be here like how I can keep it 100 keep it 100 it is so um addicting I remember being addicted to pornography for years in the beginning of my walk with Christ to the point where I had to get my fix every day even at work yeah and that is a cycle. That's a cycle of addiction that God has not called us to. And I think we have to be very careful of self-pleasure because when we are doing, um, taking things into our own hands, we're taking them out of the hands of God. You have to trust God with your sex life, period. Yes. Yes. I, um, that was something I also, you know, dealt with when I first began my journey of, uh, being single. And it was, easy I mean I was getting invited to all kind of pleasure parties Mm. you know like uh, girl come on we gonna have this this and that and you would find I mean like I said it was very heavily promoted vibrating panties Mm -hmm. um you know little vibrators you could keep on your keychain I mean Mm -hmm. it was just everywhere and over time what I came to even realize was like you said, you even when though you're masturbating and you're physically alone by yourself, you've created an image of someone in your mind mm-hmm. to self-please you. And over time, too much of that, you are supposed to be creating space for the person that God connects you with to come in and to be able to please you. But if mm-hmm. you've taken up space with self-pleasure, you take away that opportunity for them to come in and fulfill the thing that God has created them for. And it is man, it's super dangerous, but it is so prevalent and it is almost like not even second guess. People almost will look at you crazy if you're not into that. If you aren't into porn, if you aren't into sex toys, if you aren't into any of those things. 
and it creates a competition too. Like you're literally um, putting yourself at competition with the spouse that God wants to bless you with. So if you're so busy pleasing yourself, like you said, what are they going to do? Where do they fit in? And you already got it figured out. You know how to make yourself climax. You know how to get yourself off. So where do, where do they play a part in this godly quote unquote love story? Right. It creates it. It, it creates a, an unrealistic fantasy. And I believe that it will do my future husband a disservice. Yeah. So let's say there's a woman listening to this um, who is trying to abstain from sex and they really desire to um, position themselves to be blessed with the person that God has prepared for them, but they're struggling. They're struggling with uh, masturbation or um, pornography and they don't know how to break free of that. What tips would you give them to be able to begin that journey of freedom from that? All right. So I have three, um, just three things. First, you have to decide that you no longer want this to control you. And with that decision, you have to detox. That means that you have, if you got to block yourself, if you got to put yourself on parental controls, you need to do whatever it is you need to do to completely um, filter that thing out of your system and also ask God for a safe place where you can be accountable. I think that's one of the breaches that we have in um, just Christian fellowship that we're not honest enough with um, each other. And I'm not just saying tell everybody your business, but ask God for that accountability partner that you can really talk about this with so that they can reaffirm you in Christ and help walk you through the scriptures as you detox from this. And then you need to declare, you need to declare the word of the Lord over your life. One of the things that I found is that I can't consecrate myself to the Lord and fornicate at the same time. I cannot be consecrated. Right. I cannot be consecrated and watch porn. I cannot be consecrated and go into devotions. So you have to declare the word of the Lord over your life and watch the word of the Lord break those toxic cycles. um, You better preach. (laughs) Be who God has called you to be. You have to declare. You have to decide. So many times we're waiting for the preacher or we're waiting for, you know, these people that we feel have these grand spiritual lives. No, you need to declare the word of the Lord over your bed, over your phone, over that laptop, whatever it is that's causing you to drive back into that simple place and say enough is enough. The word says I am. The word says I'm worthy enough to wait. Yes. Come on, that is so good. (laughs) Decide, detox, and declare. And that's the whole word within itself. You better start declaring the word of God over yourself. You ain't got to wait on nobody else to do it. You Mm -hmm. struggling at home in the middle of the night, you better start declaring the goodness of the Lord over yourself and break free from that thing and stop waiting for other people to do it for you. Mm -hmm. Come on. That is because in the moment of passion, in the moment of passion, I don't have time to wait till Sunday. I feel some type of way on Thursday night at 935. Right. I don't have time to wait till Sunday for my pastor to pray over me at the altar. I need deliverance now. And that deliverance is going to come through out of my own mouth, declaring the word of the Lord over my life. Yes. Yes. I love it. Come on. Now, (laughs) with that. Um, being in that position, knowing that you are serious about this this journey, 
how is it with um, dating and finding men who also are on the same path as you? Do you find it a struggle really coming across men who are serious, serious about their spirituality and also um, abstaining from sex? Not anymore. I think that one of the biggest things that single Christians need is community. And I think when we find people that, um, you know, when it gets frustrating or we're trying to find someone that has the same mindset, you need to change your community. So the reality is I can't try to have spiritual conversations with unspiritual people, with carnal people. That doesn't make sense. So going to things like the Young Leaders Conference or being involved with your sister church's events, things like that brings a meeting of the minds together. And we find that like, cause there's some godly men out here. Like I got some legit brothers who not corny, who not ugly, who love God and who are also waiting, but it comes in community. So I think at first it may be a little frustrating, but I think that we need to put the social back in community and really go to the places where the Christians are. Men go there too. Yeah. God doesn't have, there is no shortage in heaven. God has godly men out here. Come on. You don't have to compromise. So you can't go to the club no more and think you're going to say, yeah, I know I just, you know, grinded up on you in this dress, but yeah, I'm not really having sex right now. Of course he's going to look at you crazy. Right. Because y'all don't have, it doesn't make any sense. But when you meet people, you know, even online, there are online communities such as Facebook groups and different things like that. When you're intentional and, 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 intentional about finding and asking God for community, I am a witness that he will bring it to you or he will Mm. cause you to create it. So Mm. you got to be linked up with the right people. That's a whole word. Um, For my people listening here in the Bay Area in California, there is a group called Crown Him Presents. They are young adults that actually strive to create social events for young adult believers to come together, network and socialize. But outside of um, groups like that, where do you recommend singles start with trying to find the communities to connect with where they could potentially meet other singles? Um, I also think that go to the places that you like, right? So the concerts, the conferences, um, the poetry, things like that, the spoken word, things like that. I think that we really have to learn how to do community and then God will filter our community. So don't go with the mind of, cause I think when we think singles, we automatically think hook up. Like, let me go and try to find somebody to be my boyfriend. Go to places that you find enjoyable, whatever that is. If you like painting, find it, you know, find a painting class or whatever, you know, that may be. If you like, um, there's so many different conferences and not just limited to our denomination. I'm not telling you to go fishing, you know, you make sure you clear with your pastor and stuff, but I truly believe that, you know, there are things out there. You can even search online Christian community meetups.com have Christian subgroups all over the country. Um, different online, um, uh platform excuse me even like the young leaders conference we have a whole singles track i encourage people literally the whole time not just about hooking up but you need to make some friends like you sit in class with these people for three days find out their name say hello stop being weird open your mouth right 
I was tempted to see what was out there, but I was like, I'm gonna mess around and put my profile up and somebody gonna be like, first lady done got a single profile, Pastor, you better check her. <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. So I was like, nah, I'm always just waiting to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want we don't want that type of smoke. Uh, uh, no, 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 buddy, no, no, no. I ain't trying to catch the heat. Okay, <laughs> uh, too much. But um, the other point is, as you're kind of going out and socializing and finding those communities, um, man, be cute. I was telling hello at our church, like, uh, you ain't got to be dry to be saved. Like mm-hmm. you can still be cute and keep yourself together and smell good. Um, get out there and actually show other men one that you are available, but that mm-hmm. you know how to keep yourself together. So do you ever see that where there are women who are saying like, you know, well, I want to date and I want to find somebody, but they've kind of let themselves go. Absolutely. I literally, um, part of my Facebook community, um, 30% of it is me fussing at women because I don't understand, like, why isn't your hair done? Your hair should always be done. My mother taught me, you are a single woman. You should always have gum in your purse. Your hair should always be done, period. Like, I don't, I don't understand why we, and I think it's a culture of um, we get comfortable in our routine. Mm-hmm. And I think because we're not social, we are limited to the same three places. So we go to church, we go to work, and we may go to school. Like we, we live in this um, rotation that we literally don't even expect to mm-hmm. meet anyone new. There should never be a time that you look busted in the grocery store. You're a single woman. He may be in the produce aisle. You never know how God's going to move. And I'm not saying you put on your six inch heels, but you need to look presentable and you need to have on some good chapstick. Okay. (laughs) Look, Chef Bay, Chef Bay is at the grocery store picking up Mm -hmm. some groceries because he know how to cook. Hello. Hello. Yeah, but I see that all the time. And I think that, because um, I, I I think you're kind of fly too, and I'll be checking you out. Um, I think that just as kingdom women, period, we do not have to be holy and homely. Come on. Um, we can look good in Jesus' name and still be presentable. Like, you don't have to be provocative. You don't have to have all your information showing, but show that you are a beautiful woman of God. I told someone not too long ago that you should not look worse post-Christ than you did pre-Christ. Mm. Before you got saved, you was buying these clothes, you was looking cute, you found Jesus, and all of a sudden Ooh. you think that everything, no. Get yourself together. Ooh, why you all up in somebody's business, though? <laughs> I love it. It's funny because as believers, we, you know, talk to God regularly and we tell him, you know, bless me holistically. Bless my mm. bank account. Bless my career. You know, bless my health. But you don't want to be whole when it comes to preparing yourself for somebody. You want mm. them to only you know, be attracted to you because you have a strong faith, but how about they can be attracted to you because of your faith and your beauty? Hello. Hello. And I, and even for um us as women, like, I don't want no ugly man. I don't want no man that's not kept. You so better tell it. If I don't want that, I know that he don't want that. 
So we need to be fly together right. and be, you know, like, no, you want him to have a haircut or his hair to be maintained. You want him smelling good. You want him to be able to wear a suit and all of these different things that you have on your list. Why would you not be presenting the same thing that you're asking God for? Yes, Hello? that is so good. That is so good because I just think it's, man, that's so overlooked. And I'm like, if you're preparing yourself you know, preparing means that part of it is the presentation. When mm-hmm. I'm hungry and, and I want to go out to eat, I'm looking at how my plate is presented when it's brought to me. If Ooh, it look messy so and it look like they don't pick something up off the floor, I'm sending it back. I don't want that because the presentation so is what's shown to me first. And I'll never forget. My husband was like, you know, the first thing um, that came to mind when he saw me was not look at the Holy Ghost on her. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, she fine, you know? And I was like, and they should daddy. be like that. That's what we should want. Like we should want to be attracted to each other. I don't okay. understand why we think we didn't got so spiritual and so deep that we feel like the physical portion has been canceled. I am saved. I'm not blind. Right. Neither is he. Right. That's good. So they need to make sure that one, um, they're, decided about where they stand in regards to being saved and sexless. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Two, they need to make sure that they're pursuing community and fellowship where they can connect with other singles um, just to see, you know, if there's an opportunity to maybe meet somebody in that environment or to have other people encourage them in the right way. It's just get your whole life and get cute. Get Hello. cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what other, um, would you say tips would you give to just other singles out there who are trying to make sure they do this thing right. And they're really serious about, you know, wanting to pursue marriage and and just struggling right now. What are three words of of encouragement or three tips that you would share with them that they can apply today? Um, so one thing I would ask, well, I would say is ask God for platonic friendships. I think that so many times um, we want to jump into marriage and some of us are trash friends. Um, we need to learn how to communicate with each other. A, a lot for me and my growth and development is having brothers that really check me yeah. on just toxic traits um, yeah. and even decoding the language of a man and really showing me um, in a godly way what godly men look like. So really asking God just for genuine friendships, um, being accountable to your leaders. And I say that, I mean, that's such a traditional type of thing, but one of the things in being um, kept is to be covered. In order for you to be um, kept, you really need a covering and being able to have a pastor or and a first lady that care about singles and that you can have a conversation or they have a space um for singles to just kind of just talk it through um I think that's very important and I I think you also have to just be committed to the lifestyle that you say that you're going to live at the end of the day being single also means being it's just you 
And when no one else is around and when there is no community, it's only you and God. And you and God is enough. Um, being committed in your relationship with Christ. So that means your daily devotions. That means going to church regularly and not from a place of trying to get a prize, right? Like if I do all these things right, then God will give me a spouse. But to really fall in love with Jesus Christ. I tell women all the time, you are not just waiting to be found. God already found you mm. when he died on the cross for your sins. You, I'm not lost, right? Like I am not lost. I'm just in this season or in this stage of my life where it's literally just me and God and honor that as a gift live, live, live your abundant life and really fall into deep relationship um, with Jesus Christ. That's so good. I love that. Faith friends, listen, we experienced some technical difficulties and that is all we have for this episode with my girl, Jenny from the block. But that was so good. And I really hope it blessed your soul. She was dropping gems on y'all throughout the whole recording. So I hope that you also took some notes to apply for your single life and to share with your single friends. It is time for you to live a life that is single, sexless and popping just because you're single does not mean that your situation is hopeless. There is a way that you can live whole and be happy about where you are. And that's exactly what she shared with us on today. The other takeaway that you didn't get to hear, and I want to make sure you have it, is my girl Jenny from the block shared with us two books that every single should read. The first one is Kingdom Single by Pastor Tony Evans. The second is Wholeness by Pastor Torrey Roberts. Add those to your library, download them to your audiobooks, but whatever you do, check them out and make sure that you remember what she shared with you as you read the book. Lastly, I want to make sure that you go follow her because this should not be the end of your journey with her if you are a single, okay? You can get her on Instagram at Lady Inspiration. You got that on Instagram at Lady Inspiration. You can follow her singles page on Instagram at underscore single saved and social. Okay, underscore single saved and social. Then you can follow her on Facebook simply at Jennifer Trotter. So check my girl out. Let her bless your life. She be coming with it. She'll make you laugh. She'll make you think. She'll make you engage. And I promise that that is a follow that you won't regret. Um, But girl, thanks again for joining me on this episode. People, This is all about making sure you have what you need to live your life better each day. And I hope this episode blessed you. Faith friend, I want to thank you for spending time with me today as you strive to do life better. Listen, if you need help getting your life and you need access to tools or resources, I want to invite you to check me out online at www.vanikalewis.com 
to see what tools I have that may be able to help push you into the next phase of you doing life better. If you need to link up with some other sister girls, some other faith friends who are excited about pursuing their purpose and God's plan for their life, then I invite you to check us out on Instagram at Pretty in Purpose. There is no better time for you to do life better than today. It's time for you, sis, to pursue your purpose and get your life.